Hello, summoners. Welcome to another episode of Phaeology, the study of Fire Emblem Heroes. My name is Ilya Alador, and I would like to take a brief moment here, right now, to declare the fact that I am a genius and a prophet. Why do I say this? I say this because the mythic hero for this month is Bramimond. Now, when we got the update that put in colorless tomes as a category in the game, I made an episode on it, and uh, do not go back and check this. Uh, but I did, in fact, say in that episode that uh, Bramimond was the most likely candidate in my mind for being a colorless tome user in Fire Emblem because I had uh, been wondering what kind of magic had not yet been assigned to color because, you know, you know, red was fire and dark magic, blue was thunder and light, and green was, you know, wind and whatever else there is. It doesn't matter. Earth, whatever. Point being... Uh, I didn't know what kinds of magic existed in the world of Fire Emblem in the series that weren't assigned to color already. And I said the only thing that made sense would be someone, some legendary figure, like a mythic hero. I figured we knew that we'd dead at the end of the month uh, and have them be uh, a colorless tome user. And in my arguments, I ruled out uh, the Crusaders and I ruled out Athos. And I said Bramimond was my next choice for who I thought it might be. And I said that because uh, Bramimond is kind of a really uh, unknown figure in the role of Fire Emblem. Um, not much is known about him. All I know is that he was one of the eight legends. Uh, and his personal weapon was called the Apocalypse or the Elder Revelation. Uh, and I knew that was dark magic in that game. So I thought maybe Bramimond would be... Uh, a red unit instead of colorless, but when I looked at the series and thought who on earth could be colorless, in my mind, uh, he was the most likely candidate, and I believe I said it there. Uh, most importantly of all, just remember I'm a genius, and don't go back to that episode and uh, cross-check me, because the, the chance I said some other stuff there about how unlikely it was it'd be Bramamond, and I don't want to focus on that. I want to focus on how I was right. I called him and I feel smart now. So, Bramamond, he's in the game now. I'm sure you know all about him. You've, if you uh, follow other Heroes content creators, you know everything I'm about to talk about anyway, but I'm going to talk about it nonetheless. So, Bramamond is a dark hero. Uh, his blessing grants uh, HP plus 5 and attack plus 3 to allies with dark affinity during dark season in Aether Raids. Uh, he has 162 BST, any notable stats, uh, really it's just his 40 attack and his 35 resistance. His resistance is really good. 35 is not bad at all. So a resistance boon could be helpful. Uh, but more exciting than that, his attack stat of 40 is very high, especially for mages. And he has a super boon that can raise it to 44 at, uh, base if you just get in with an attack super boon. So very good. Uh, his speed's kind of useless, so it doesn't really matter, but his attack is very nice. So uh, very hard-hitting mage who has the ability to uh, be a good check against a magic himself. So uh, he comes with the Void Tome. Uh, the Void Tome, which I would also like to point out, apparently the colorless tree is stone. <laughs> Uh, I believe Stone has been uh, attack in several Fire Emblem games. My f the most notable, at least to me, is in uh, Thracia 776, where uh, Ival gets gets uh, hit by Stone at some point early in the game. I won't say more about it, but that happens. That's notable. Also in uh, Fire Emblem 8, 
Gorgons have stone. It petrifies your units for a few turns. Um, and also, if you know how to glitch that game, it can let you teach your entire army dark magic. So stone can be pretty fun in, in Fire Emblem, but it can also be very annoying to deal with. And here, stone is colorless magic. The tree is stone, then goes to Elstone, Atlas, and then finally his uh, preferred Void Tome. So the Void Tome is not the Apocalypse Tome, I don't think, nor the uh, Elder Revelation. Uh, it's not that, which I find curious because that's Bremamon's weapon, is the Elder Revelation, the, the Apocalypse Tome, which is dark magic and would make him red. Uh, they superseded me entirely. Um, they completely circumvented my idea of it being dark magic, therefore he is red, by giving us the Void Tome, which is completely unknown. I don't think we've ever had mention of the Void Tome. I think Heroes just made it up because uh, Apocalypse is already dark magic, so he'd have been red and they wanted him to be colorless. Uh, I say that, but uh, there's definitely been examples of people taking the same tome uh, on two different units and making it be the same tome, just have different colors. I'm looking at uh, Naga on Julia and then Legendary Julia. But uh, point being, uh, Void Tome is interesting and new. So it is a 17 might tome, thanks to its attack plus three uh, it gives you. And at the start of combat, if your foe's attack is over 50, is at 50 or over 50, uh, or if they have any penalty on them, you get plus five to your attack, defense, and resistance. Not your speed, because that's useless on Bramamond. And at the start of combat, if your foe is uh, 35 in the speed department or higher, or if they have a penalty, uh, you make a guaranteed follow-up attack. So hopefully your opponents aren't running uh, null count, null uh, follow-up. That would be a shame. But other than that, like this is very good. Either your opponents are not fast enough to double attack you, or they are fast enough to double attack you, and you are also fast enough to double attack them. Uh, so Void Tome, I think, is very nice. It takes his biggest weakness of his low speed and makes it kind of a non-factor thanks to uh, a few different things. Also... Uh, because of his ability to increase his defenses by 5 and his attack by 5, if the opponent is especially powerful, having 50 attack or more, uh, Bramamond is a lot more able to take damage than he appears. He's a lot bulkier than his stats say. So I like Bramamond a lot. His tome is quite strong. He also has Luna. Uh, attack defense push 4, which uh, if your HP is a quarter or higher, you get attack defense plus 7 during combat, uh, but if you attack, it deals 5 damage to you after combat. So, uh, I like that skill. Decent depends on how you want to use it. It can be good, it can be bad. He also has lull attack resistance, which works perfectly on him. And uh, his C-slot is called impenetrable dark. So, what this basically does, it negates... Uh, any sort of ally buff to your opponent. It kind of makes it like a... Like Ryoma says, I challenge you to single combat. <laughs> That's Bramamond. He uh, he disables all uh, enemy skills when he fights, except for the ones that are active on his foe. So uh, any skills that your direct opponent has that you're fighting during combat, they can use those skills. But any uh, drives or uh, any spurs or uh, Brave Lucina or anything like that completely gets negated um, it's just a fair 1v1 <laughs> to the death. <laughs> so uh, I think that's interesting. It's kind of funny. It's a, it's a funny effect. Uh, it, it may not be the best effect, but, you know, it can work out for you fairly well in unexpected ways. So I think it's good. 
especially when C-slot is generally the most average and underwhelming slot. Um, a few other things that's really good about Bramamond, thanks to being a, a colorless unit, he's really hard to get... Uh, being a dis it's really hard for him to fight in a disadvantaged way unless your opponent is specifically using a raven tome or any preferred variant of a raven tome then bramamond is basically going to have neutral to good matchups against everyone he fights so uh he's really good he's essentially he can he can fight kind of like a staff user except staff users can't use a lot of really good skills uh, they've got really restrictive uh, in uh, skill inheritance limitations. Bramamond does not have that. He can kind of use any skill that uh, most mages can. So that's that makes him a lot better. Uh, it kind of negates the big disadvantages to staff users. So he's really good. Um, he's also incredibly good with uh, his high resistance. So even if you are fighting a Raven Tome unit... Um, he can generally do okay against those, I would have to assume, because if they are an especially strong Raven Tome opponent, which is unlikely, uh, he gets plus five to his attack and his resistance. And if his, uh, mm, yeah, and if they are not especially strong, then his high resistance just helps him. Like, he will have 40 resistance at base against a strong Raven Tome opponent. So that's pretty good. So uh, I think, I think Bramamond is a, very good mythic hero. Uh, beyond any of this, though, I think he does have a very bad. Uh, he's a very bad place just as a mythic hero, as a dark mythic hero, because uh, while he's perfect for ether raids defense, you know, since your opponents are basically always going to have penalties active on them, so his uh, weapon always works. Uh, he's kind of stuck there. <laughs> because uh, his scoring only helps you out in Aether Raid's defense as a dark hero, and any well-optimized uh, light team or astra team will always score better for you while attacking than a team that has him on it. So even though he's a very good mythic hero, I think, he's really held back by the fact that he's only kind of he's kind of only good in Aether Raid's defense just because that's where he's set at. So if you don't have a really well-optimized uh, team, which I, I think uh, if you pair one, at least one Mythic Hero of either Light or Astra uh, on a team and then have a bunch of Light and Astra uh, blessed units on that team, you will always score higher than a team that has Bramamond on it. So that's for at least for offense. So he's kind of held back in that. Uh, <laughs> he's mostly just for Aether Raid's defense, but you can use him in other game modes just as, just fine. Uh, non-competitive ones, of course, he's going to have less of a niche, but, you know, he's still viable. I think he's still a very strong unit, and even though he's mostly meant for Aether Raid's defense, and that's kind of where he's specialized for, uh, and he isn't very good for Aether Raid's offense or uh, arena stuff, I still think he's a very good hero just outside of all that thanks to his colorless status, his high resistance, and his really funny skills that, that kind of just work together. They, they just they just work. <laughs> so, uh, overall, my opinion of Bramamond, he isn't exactly uh, an incredible 
hero. He's not the best by any means, but he's a very, very good competitive colorless unit. Uh, I think if you are building a good uh, Ether Raids dark defense team, then he'd be right at home on that. He'd be a very excellent addition. Uh, if you are on the fence about whether or not to pull for him, uh, I would say you should, but you should do it with caution because if you don't get him uh, on the banner, you might get female Grima, and that would be unfortunate. So uh, do do uh, bear that in mind that you might get paid broke by someone not nearly as good as Bramamond if you go for colorless on his banner. But I do think he's a good hero who's worth picking up if you're kind of on the fence about it. Uh, I think he's good. So uh, Bramamond, he's in the game now. I'm a genius. I called him as a colorless hero. Like I said, don't go listen to that episode, uh, especially not to the point where I say it probably not him because he'd be red because of Apocalypse. Uh, if I had known that he wouldn't be joining the game with Apocalypse, then I would have definitely said him. Uh, so I am a genius. Thank you for listening. This has been a fun episode. <laughs> uh, overall, I just wanted to say the message that make sure you have fun. You can summon for whatever color you, you want. There's a lot of good heroes to ha be had on this uh, Mythic Banner. And uh, happy summoning. Hope you get exactly who you're going for. And you don't get uh, ridiculously high rates because you just do not summon anyone. Uh, thank you all so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed the episode. If you'd like to reach out to the show, you can do that through our subreddit of r slash You can also email the show directly at phaeology at gmail.com or elialador at gmail.com. If you'd like to chat with me, you can do so on Discord, hashtag 3320, assuming I haven't changed it. Uh, and if I have changed it, you can just go... Uh, annoy me on reddit and remember you can send the show your voice messages through anchor at anchor.fm slash biology slash message and if you appreciate the show and want to support it you can do that through anchor at anchor.fm slash biology to show your biology spirit for as little as a dollar a month hope you all have a wonderful day and schedule another appointment with your biologists real soon take care <laughs>